0: Hello. Hi. Hey, so um, we didn't really discuss what we were going to do here at the intro, but who no, cares because we we'll do whatever we want. Yeah. It's our podcast.
1: It is. I'm James. Hi, I'm Andy. And uh, you're listening to the Midnight Narwhals podcast. This is a podcast
0: where we record ourselves talking. Mm-hmm. As most podcasts are. Can you think of one podcast that is not exactly that?
1: That's, that's what I just said. Like most podcasts are. Yeah,
0: you said talking. most and I asked you to tell us one that is not
1: I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, something out there that's like a podcast, but it's just dog sounds. <laughs> or All like,
0: ASMR.
1: Here, or, let me sip yeah, this drink of,
0: real close to the microphone.
1: Yeah, yeah. The sounds of barbershop goings on. It's, yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know if I would listen to that podcast. Someone does. Like, I don't know. I feel exists. like there's probably lots of podcasts out there that no one listens to. It is this one. This is yeah. the podcast that no one listens to. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, as of right now, we don't even have a single episode that's even recorded and ready to release. So not yet. But, I don't feel bad about it. No, no. I like, guess it's fine. fine. Yeah, we're having a good time. We are having a good time yeah. so far until the inevitable drama ensues and we end up hating each other's guts after we get worldwide famous. Oh, yeah.
1: Which, I mean, it'll probably be your fault anyway. And the huge and then,
0: breakup will yeah. happen very publicly.
1: And then at your funeral, I'll give a nice heartwarming speech about how, you know, I regret the uh, fighting and how, uh, in the end, you know. It's all about friendship and something else, something other, something else sweet that will make me famous again. Um, and then and, you'll walk past my open casket and I'll be laying there
0: with a sign that just says I regret nothing.
1: Yeah, probably. <laughs> I have this whole thing planned out. It's in my will. Nice. Hey, I'm in your will. That's nice. Yeah,
0: as a spite move,
1: mm, I'll take it.
0: I mean, it's better than I guess not being mentioned. Exactly.
1: Any publicity is good publicity. I was about to say something like that. I was going to say press instead of publicity, but because publicity is a challenging word for me. I
0: actually almost brought up after I said publicity (laughs) twice that, wow, I really came really close to stumbling all over that word. Well, no, that's my job. That's my job. You're the
1: articulate one. I
0: am. It's true.
1: So how was your day?
0: My day was good. I ripped a ceiling down on my back porch.
1: I saw that, saw that.
0: Were you in the woods watching?
1: No, you Snapchatted me about it.
0: Oh yeah, I did. Wow. And it ended up being this much more difficult project than we had assumed it would be. That sucked. Yeah, we were thinking we were gonna get, cause we're turning our whole back, ro- back porch into an actual room. Like a sunroom? Sunroom, schoolroom for the kids. Nice. whatever we want it to be used yeah. as. But we're turning it into an actual room and just really thought we were gonna get a lot done today. We did not. We got the ceiling taken down and that mm-hmm. took about two, three hours. So, well, progress, progress. You
1: know,
0: yeah, I mean, we're enough. closer to being done than we were this morning. So that was um, yeah. my adventurous day.
1: Nice. Of pulling down day. a ceiling. I hung blinds all day, which is my job. And then I came home and I did some schoolwork, which was lame but necessary kids stay in school. (laughs) My wife and I went out for dinner. What'd you have? So, well, we went out to go to the thrift store and then she asked me if I felt like cooking and that my headache had gotten bad. And I was like, yeah, I don't really feel like cooking. She's like, great, neither do I. Take me to a Mexican restaurant. So I took her to a Mexican restaurant. It's by the, well, it's not CeCe's anymore. CeCe's went out of business. Um, As
0: it should. World's nastiest pizza. It wasn't great, but I still liked it. Like, let's be real. The idea conceptually of a pizza buffet is wonderful and marvelous and should be celebrated. However, every single pizza buffet I've been to since I was 15 has been ultimately disappointing. Because fiscally, you cannot make that work and have really good pizza. The only way to make it work to where you make money is to have garbage pizza yeah I've, I've just gotten to a point where i'm going give me good pizza like good pizza or mm. don't give me pizza
1: you want that you want like, that food.
0: i don't want to eat that little caesars like no yeah. thank you because that's just cardboard with tomato paste on it like the that's deep all dish it is, is good.
1: their deep dish is good and their crazy bread is good those are those are that's my favorite thing at little caesars is the crazy bread
0: there's nothing good at little caesars oh it's so good it's there's so
1: it's so garlicky.
0: Here in Tallahassee, we have a place called Momo's Pizza. And Momo's Pizza sells pizza that is as large as my eight-year-old child.
1: Oh, is that what? Okay, yeah. I think I saw and that on- And it uh, is amazing. That's That was awesome. You sent me a picture of it somehow. I was I was I impressed. Yeah. It's
0: gigantic and incredibly delicious. There's just a lot of really good pizza places that are not chains. However, out of all chains, I do like Domino's. Like I'll eat some Domino's because I like their garlic that they put on the crust. And I appreciate so, that. Touch. So
1: yeah, the, the garlic crust helps Domino's. I, I wish the whole pizza was as good as the crust, honestly, um, because the crust for me is better than the slice itself. So which ultimately makes the pizza disappointing because that's like that's only one eighth of, you know, the pizza slice or yeah. less. If I If I have to do a chain, like I'll do Deep Dish Little Caesars. Because like it's it's much better than their normal. I'm judging and
0: you, you so hard right now. I know,
1: I know you are. And it's like I've said in episode one, it's one of those As is
0: people. all three of our listeners.
1: And I don't care because not nobody likes little Caesars. That means it's never busy and I can go in and I never have to wait on my pizza. Unfortunately, the the guy that owned the three closest little Caesars to me died and all of his all How three How is this a thing you know? Because I
0: don't know. Any like sure, I know all these pizza places. I drive past them all. I've had pizza from many of them. <laughs> However, I have no idea who owns them. I will never know who owns them, and I don't care who owns them.
1: So I couldn't How tell do you, you is you know this. I know this for two reasons. Because One, I thought it was just closed because of COVID, and when all the other restaurants opened, it didn't open back up. And I saw something on uh, the Wake Forest community page on Facebook, someone asking, hey, is the Little Caesars going to open? And someone commented, I I guess it was a relative, and said, no, the owner died and no one's going to take over. And so those locations are just going to go out of business. And then also the coffee shop that my wife works for took over the lease at the Lewisburg location and is turning that into a second location for their coffee shop. Okay. Um, so that's how I know that. So I have a question for you. Go for it. How do you feel about syrup? Syrup? Yes. Um, like of any kind or like specifically like maple syrup? Um, syrup in general, I guess. So in general, I don't know. I don't have like negative opinions towards it specifically maple syrup i love it i think it's awesome even the the fake maple syrup like the maple flavored syrup uh i like that because it tastes good i know it's not authentic maple adjacent it's like it's mainly high fructose corn syrup um which is what most things are made of you know i drink a lot of soda I I eat a lot of unhealthy food that has a lot of that high fructose corn syrup. I like it. It's I know it's not good for me, but I like it. In general, I don't have a negative opinion or feeling toward it. So okay, that might change today. Okay, because today
0: um, I'm going to tell you about the Great Molasses Flood of
1: 1919.
0: I forgot that (laughs) you. I forgot (laughs) that. I think it's my favorite unnatural disaster
1: so what is molasses like i know like i can picture it and i know it's this like thick tarry goopy stuff but what's it you made of? You have
0: perfectly just described molasses, yes.
1: Yeah, Like, but like, what is it? Like, I know, maple si- I know what maple syrup is. Maple syrup comes from a maple tree, and it's like derived from the sugar and tree sap and all this stuff. But like, what is molasses? And if you could tell me what that is. So
0: first, to make molasses, sugar cane is harvested and stripped of leaves. Its juice is extracted, and then the juice is boiled to concentrate it, which promotes sugar crystallization. The result of this first boiling is called first syrup. And it has the high sugar content. First syrup is usually referred to down south here as cane syrup, as opposed oh. to molasses. I don't know if you ever had cane syrup. It is really good. I've Second had cane molasses. Like,
1: like cane sugar, like a glass bottle of Coca Cola, like a uh-huh. Mexican Coca Cola that uses cane sugar instead of high fructose. That's where it's at. Those are great. I absolutely love those.
0: Yeah, so that would be the result from the first boiling of okay. the juice from sugarcane. Or, or what they call second molasses is created from a second boiling sugar extraction and has a slightly bitter taste. The third boiling of the sugar syrup yields dark, viscous blackstrap molasses which is known for its robust flavor. Robust. Um, so the majority of the sucrose, which would be really a lot of that sugar from the original juice has crystallized and been
1: removed. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So there's,
0: there's all that you really need to know about molasses itself. Cool. I feel like I could pass a test on, on molasses now. Well, that's a shame because there will never be one, at least not that I'm involved with. So molasses is been used a lot. It. I, to obviously, it very commonly is used in many of its forms for syrup um, is what most people would think of molasses. And yes, this is now turning into a molasses podcast uh, where we just talk about the production and supply making of molasses 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 so our story today begins at the purity distilling company near kearney square in boston have you been there no yeah me neither one of the things that molasses can do is molasses can be fermented to produce ethanol Uh, which is the active ingredient in alcoholic beverages, and is also a key component in munitions, which makes me think of, like, syrup guns or something. So instead of pew-pew, they go splat-splat. I don't know.
1: Nice. It's the the way of the future. The uh, firearms of the future.
0: Honey, bring me the molasses
1: gun! Someone break it in the house! The great molasses wars of uh, our future listeners will... will We'll listen to this and be like, wow, they predicted that spot on.
0: That's, that's really what we're going for. Oh, yeah. Purity uh, Distilling Company, they use the Harborside Commercial Street tank to offload molasses from ships and store it um, to later transfer it by pipeline to the ethanol plant. Which was off in Cambridge. Now this molasses tank that they used stood fifty feet tall and ninety feet in diameter. And when it was full, it contained as much as two point three million gallons of molasses.
1: That's a lot.
0: Yeah, it's it's insane. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture. So this is a picture oh. of that molasses tank.
1: So that could you describe that, it for us? That big the big thing in the background is the molasses it's tank. It's the
0: gigantic cylinder.
1: Good lord. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, it's a giant cylinder. It's, like, stubby. It's not... <laughs> it's not like... It's not like a rolling pin, but it's... It's it's wide. Uh, yeah, it is wider mu- than it is tall. Much wider than I was expecting. Still, like, that's... That's impressive. I'm thinking think of like a water tower, but like a big water tower. And then just bigger. without legs. But then take the legs off and just only the tank. That's so impressive.
0: just remember, like the tank is 50 feet tall. That's as tall as a five-story building.
1: That's okay. Yeah, that's
0: very tall. So- that should provide some sort of context and references. It's a massive tank. Now on January 14th of 1919, a large ship pulls into Boston Harbor and offloaded a large cargo of molasses that was of course added directly to the tank. As is normal for this process, they heat up the molasses to reduce the viscosity to make it go faster. Do you know what viscosity is?
1: Yes. It's how thick a substance is.
0: Yes. So more viscous means it's thicker. Less viscosity means it is less thick.
1: Yeah. I did my ninth grade science fair project on non-Newtonian fluids. Do you know what that is? I do not. It's basically the so like ketchup's a non-Newtonian fluid. Um, that's because of an
0: apple that fell on his head and not a tomato.
1: Yeah, most most condiments honestly are non-Newtonian. It's a substance that has properties of both a solid and a liquid. So like cornstarch and water, you know, like the mm-hmm. the that's. That's like the most famous like science experiment with a non-Newtonian fluid. Okay. But where like you impact it and it solidifies, but like you just let it kind of be and it's super wet and it acts like a like a liquid. I filled up eight uh, gallon jugs with just water and then eight gallon jugs with my non-Newtonian fluid, which was cornstarch and water, and and then I shot a bullet from the same distance at each one to see how many jugs it went through, and it did stop the bullet quicker than the jugs of water did so i felt like i was on mythbusters it was nice like redneck mythbusters but still (laughs) really it was an excuse to upset my my science teacher who was very anti (laughs) anti Anti middle schoolers having guns Anti, well i was in i was in ninth grade i was a high schooler that's
0: practically middle school
1: she was anti anybody having guns um and she was very proud of that (laughs) and so i got this opportunity to use one for a grade and science uh, yeah, boom in your face, Miss Militanovic. I used a gun. But anyway, molasses, non-Newtonian fluid. There you go. So the yes. mass
0: molasses heated up to make it flow easier and faster. Um, now, as they added all of this to the tank, they could hear the tank groaning as the extra weight was added into it. It doesn't sound good. Typically not. This is what we call in the storytelling business, foreshadowing. Mm. Just remember the groaning of the tank. Got it. On the 14th, it was one degree Fahrenheit outside because it's January in Boston.
1: Sounds miserable. Why anybody would choose to live there is beyond me.
0: Well, that's why people from Boston move to Florida in the and winter. And
1: ruin Florida, and then they ruin Florida.
0: They mess Florida up, but yeah. you can't blame them because it's gross in Boston in the winter. Now, however, on January fifteenth, the day after, the temperature outside suddenly rose to forty degrees Fahrenheit. Scorcher. <laughs> yeah, for January in Boston, that is pull out the shorts and wow. we're going laying out on the beach <laughs> <laughs> so at twelve thirty in the afternoon witnesses report hearing machine gun like sound of rivets popping oh no a booming crash and roar and the ground
1: shake like an earthquake ground shaking like or... an
0: earthquake ground shaking wow the tank of molasses burst wide open one thing to remember or i guess to know is that molasses is 40 percent more dense than water which means it has 40 percent more potential energy just sitting there waiting to be released so all that stored energy that's sitting there is more than a tank full of water would be
1: so i'm thinking because when you say like it burst open yes like i'm thinking like oh no it burst open and it's slowly coming out of the thing like syrup or, like, glue or... Or
0: molasses. And
1: so, or molasses. So, like, I'm thinking I've got quite a while before it reaches me. So I can be like, oh, no, look, it's spilling out, you know? In ten minutes, I should probably get out of here. But what you're telling me is more on the... Like, when you drop a ping-pong ball and a bowling ball from the same height uh, sort of thing, like... Yes. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's probably... That's probably bad.
0: It's not good. Yeah. That's for sure. Molasses. <laughs> I don't know. There's not a way for me to say this without laughing. And I feel bad for that as you'll find out why. <laughs> but the tank burst, all of that potential energy sitting there formed a molasses wave at least 25 feet high, speeding down the streets of Boston <laughs> at 35 miles per hour. <laughs> And, and it's 12:30 in the afternoon. <laughs> so people are out on the streets. People are awake. <laughs> So, like, like all of a sudden you're ping, 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 of these metal rivets that are holding this tank together <laughs> burst out. It's like, you know, in a cartoon, like a man eats one pie too many and the buttons of his coat burst. But it's yeah. that. But on a metal tank <laughs> that is 50 feet high and 90 feet across full of molasses. And the molasses wave is 25 feet high. Speeding at 35 miles per hour. <laughs> and so I looked that up and that's as fast as a deer runs.
1: They run pretty fast. They're pretty yeah. fast. Yeah.
0: Um, coincidentally, it's also the same speed as a moose. So I threw that in for our Canadian listeners.
1: Nice. Yeah. And
0: those are Canadian deer.
1: I was not prepared to understand the size of a moose when I first saw one. Like I was, dang, like that's a monster. Like it they're was They're intense. Yeah. But
0: um, even bigger than a moose- was this wave of molasses yes. running at the speed of a moose. <laughs> like, I would rather have a moose than this molasses wave.
1: I mean, what's a moose? Like, seven feet tall, you think?
0: Easy. I think they're more like nine, ten. Okay, so... Without factoring the antlers.
1: Okay, so this wave was three mooses high, or... Meese what's high. The plural? Meese, meese high. Three meese <laughs> Meese high. Going at the speed of one meese. Moose. One moose, sorry. It's complicated.
0: So with this wave of molasses, entire buildings were swept off their foundations. The huge seal panels that had made up the sides of the tank were driven and smashed up against the elevated railway. So like the raised like subway cars Mm -hmm. almost pushed a streetcar completely over the side and just kept going. And so not only was there a gigantic wave of molasses, but that wave was so big and so thick that before the wave came a huge gust of air. So it wasn't just molasses, but just the air was compressed and pushing things out of the way in front of the actual goop itself. People were hurled through the air and just thrown. Others had debris thrown at them by this speedy, sticky, syrupy swamp. Ooh. A truck was hurled into Boston Harbor. Think complete devastation. That's funny. After the initial wave subsided, the cold air began to work on the molasses. Oh, no. And it turned it back into the thick, slow-moving substance we all think of. Uh. Now, unfortunately, when that happened, those that were caught in it, it made them even more difficult to be rescued. And so the Boston Post described it like this, and I quote, Molasses, waist deep, covered the street and swirled and bubbled around the wreckage. Here and there struggled a form. Whether it was animal or human being was impossible to tell. Only an upheaval, a thrashing about in the sticky mass showed where any life was. Horses died like so many flies on sticky paper. I love that quote. And the more they struggled, the deeper in the mess they were ensnared. Human beings, men and women, suffered likewise. Uh, That's the scene after this initial wave gosh, has come through.
1: Good Lord.
0: And so about 150 people were injured, and at least 21 people and several horses were killed. <laughs> i just like how they throw in and several and also horses. several horses some were crushed by the molasses wave itself while others were slammed by the debris it carried
1: uh, i don't know what yeah i guess i'd i guess i'd rather take the debris like you think it'd be quicker like it sounds miserable
0: yes it sounds like an
1: awful way to go
0: the entire time as i like thought through like this initial wave coming through yeah. And it's in the middle of the afternoon. Like, I just can't help but think of, like, the newsies who are out there. Hey, get your paper, mister. Mister, come get your paper. Why are you running? What's that noise? Oh, no. <sighs> and they and then all of a sudden, like, oh, no. And it's, like, all these little boys who carry newspapers. Like, you just see the newspapers thrown up into the air. And it's, like, confetti everywhere. And then all of a sudden, like, the cool newsie, like, call him Jimmy, all of a sudden, you see him surfing the front of the wave. And I just picture this very theatrical scene going on, but it's not that. It's complete devastation.
1: Yeah, if the newsies were there, crutchy wouldn't stand a chance. like <laughs> no. he would he would he'd be the first. First first casualty of the, yes, of the syrup wave. Uh, so- but
0: the Boston Post tells the story of Anthony Distasio, who was walking home with his sisters from the Michelangelo school. You know, the Michelangelo school. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows yeah. that one. Yeah. He was picked up by the wave and carried, tumbling up on its crest almost as if he were surfing. Then he was grounded and the molasses rolled him like a pebble as the wave got smaller. Oh! He heard his mother call his name and couldn't answer. His throat was so clogged up with the smothering goo. He passed out, then opened his eyes to find three of his four sisters staring at him.
1: So he survived.
0: He survived, somehow.
1: But he was squashed up like a pebble.
0: He was rolled around against the street like a pebble would
1: be. Ah, okay. Yeah. See, for me, drowning is already one of, like, the most... It's like an irrational fear I have. Like, Uh I... I would hate, hate to drown. Take me almost any other way. Like I, but don't drown me. The thought of drowning on something thick.
0: (laughs) Thicker than water.
1: Oh, oh man. I remember a CSI episode, or maybe it was like a mentalist episode. I don't know. All those like cop shows are basically the same. There was a, a serial killer, like there always is. And he drowned one of his victims in a vat of hot chocolate. Uh, uh. Um, yeah and so they found just this body covered in chocolate and then they found the vat that the body was in and it was it was massive a lot like this i mean it, it, it was more like a swimming pool uh, like size si- like yeah 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 like the size of this room maybe uh that i'm in which is a smaller room but still a great amount of tra- and i just remember being terrified like that like after that episode like traumatized like because even liquid chocolate's thicker than water and that's Mm -hmm. like oh yeah no that oh no that i would i feel so bad for those people which i'm assuming i'm assuming some died quicker and some some probably died like just struggling maybe not from maybe not from drowning per se but just from the struggle and not being rescued in time or something but uh Oh, man. I'm going to have weird dreams because of this. Man. Yes. Like, okay.
0: Not too far from the scene of the accident was the Massachusetts Nautical School. There was a training ship that was docked there, the USS Nantucket, and there were 116 cadets. The entire group of them ran several blocks toward the accident to try to see what they could do help and salvage um, and they entered into a knee-deep sticky mess to start pulling out survivors while others worked hard to keep you know the curious bystanders from getting in the way because of course whenever there's something that goes wrong there's always the folks who show up' be like hi hey, look at that over there which is mm-hmm. not how people sound in Boston
1: uh, no no but
0: I cannot do a Boston accent and I will
1: not try a they're wicked stuck it's it's not good (laughs) how do you like them apples they're stuck in the molasses there hey yeah yeah i'm not cutting that out
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's you
1: know you know how they sound in boston yeah yeah
0: like that classic bostonian accent the boston police the red cross The Army and the Navy soon arrived. Some nurses from the Red Cross literally dove into the molasses, while others tended to the injured, keeping them warm and feeding the exhausted workers. And these people, a lot of them worked through the night. Wow. The injured were so numerous, doctors and surgeons set up a makeshift hospital. Rescuers found it difficult to make their way through the syrup to help the victims. Yeah. And... They kept looking and searching through the molasses for four days before they stopped. What they said is that many of the dead were so glazed over that they were hard to recognize. There were other victims that were swept out into Boston Harbor and were found three to four months after the disaster.
1: Like, were they still covered? Or, like, were... I don't know. how do they tell? Like, how do they know it's not just some... It's not just some guy. Like, oh, this guy just drowned. Like, I don't know. Is it's there like a res- super
0: sticky corpse?
1: I guess. Oh,
0: dang. I have no idea.
1: So, you can eat molasses, right?
0: You can eat molasses. Yeah. Many people do.
1: I don't... I mean, I i don't plan to ever be in this situation. And I never have been in this situation. But if I was surrounded Very by... Very few it,
0: people ever have. Yes. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> if I was surrounded by the stuff... I might just try to eat my way out. I don't know. Like, There's only uh,
0: so much. So You cannot eat a
1: 35-foot wave of molasses. Well, you don't need to eat. a
0: wave of molasses.
1: But you don't need to eat that much. Just enough to, like, breathe. And then just maybe enough to, like, get your arms out. And yeah, then but you're even, not like,
0: swimming in it. It's not water. Yeah. It's kind of like a gel holding you in place.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. I don't like that thinking. I don't like that feeling.
0: Cleanup crews use salt water from a fireboat to wash away the molasses. I was about to ask how they how they got rid of it. And they use sand to absorb it because I guess sand absorbs molasses or something. That's a
1: quality of sand that I did not know it had. I would not expect that to be the case. I would I would think that it would like only make it worse. I would think um, so. Yeah. Now the harbor, Boston Harbor, was brown until summer. Yeah, that makes sense. I it's worse than when they threw the tea in i can only oh, imagine what they did to like the fish uh and i mean the, what they wi- should have done
0: wildlife to be fair they should have burned the molasses at the same time as the tea and made it sweet tea sweet tea but it wasn't the south so it's, they, yeah i know they did it wrong yeah yeah. And so the cleanup in the immediate area took weeks with several hundred people contributing to the effort. And it took much longer to clean the rest of greater Boston and its suburbs because rescue workers, cleanup crews and sightseers tracked molasses through every street, <laughs> spread it to subway platforms, to the seats inside of the trains, to pay, fe- pay telephone handsets into homes and everywhere else. That's funny. The post was quoted as saying that everything a Bostonian touched was sticky.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh!
0: The entire city of Boston is just coated with sticky. Everything uh. sticky. What year is this again? 1919.
1: Okay. Okay. So, World but... War
0: One just ended. It
1: just ended. The flu pandemic just just yes. ended you'd think people would know how to not spread stuff like uh, oh, man that's <laughs> this is the greatest generation <laughs> this is this is the generation that we look to and say man they were awesome they were great they did life right but they got an entire city Sticky. covered in molasses <laughs> because they couldn't sit still and they couldn't
0: keep to themselves i love it oh man there are a lot of ideas floating out there well i guess not floating is the wrong word to use yeah but there are there are a lot of sort of factors that could have contributed to this disaster Mm. and there are a couple of important things to know that i think play a large role in this so you're gonna
1: tell me it's like big molasses like it was a they did it for the insurance money or something? like.
0: No. No, no. I, I, I don't think this is too much of a conspiracy theory. Okay. Even though... So, the survivors and a lot of Bostonians brought a class action lawsuit against purity distilling.
1: They should have. And like, they won. Good.
0: Um, but purity distilling claimed that it was the work of anarchists who they blew it up to cause problems in the city. Yeah. And no one believed that. Especially... Once people started actually looking into the construction of the tank itself. It was made by or built and designed by Arthur Gell. That's J-E-L-L. Okay. Now, when he was constructing it, he neglected basic safety tests, such as, I don't know, filling the thing with water to
1: see if it leaked. That was never done. Well, because water wasn't going in it, silly. Like molasses fills in those gaps. And just uh... sits there yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. that makes sense yeah i get it he ignored warning signs such as the tank groaned
1: every single time it was filled i mean who doesn't like i groan when i get out of bed in the morning it's just it getting used to the new realities you know you know i groan i get used to the reality of not being in bed it's a sadder reality it happens i get it well how about this arthur gel the man who designed and can oversaw
0: construction of it had zero architectural or engineering experience
1: who needs it it's <laughs> it's what is a degree honestly you know it's just a piece of paper and uh, mean nothing no nothing at all in terms of experience you know if you don't try it shouldn't keep you from doing something <laughs> he's got to learn
0: here's my favorite Here's my favorite fact about this tank. When it was filled with molasses, the tank leaked so badly that it was painted brown to disguise the fact that it leaked. <laughs>
1: so, so it's like the brown, the brown pants. Yes, it's like, the tire so, with the brown pants. Uh, okay,
0: it's literally that's, exactly that. That's and, wonderful. But no one was fooled because the local residents. Like they never bought any molasses because they just went to the tank with buckets and collected molasses <laughs> yeah. that falling out of it. What?
1: How how long had this tank? When was the tank built? Like how old was it when it busted?
0: Not that old. It was built maybe three or four years. Okay, before so this happened?
1: So it lasted longer than I'd give it credit to. Like yeah, I mean,
0: like it did three than years. I would
1: build three years with holes in it. Not a bad first tank job like yeah it was wow so they, <laughs> they painted it brown they painted it brown that's that's wonderful
0: they also turned out found out that the steel they used for the sides of it was only half as thick as it should have been for a tank its size mm. and the steel lacked a couple of ingredients that made the steel more brittle also the tank's rivets were flawed and the list keeps going on and on and on but they're pretty certain everybody who looks back at this now is fairly certain that the reason it's blue is finally is because of the vast temperature change that when everything got hotter all of a sudden because of course when it's cold things get smaller when they're warm they expand yes basic science yeah. So the tank was already pretty full. They really filled it up possible for all sure. of a sudden molasses loses a lot of its value because so far no one's buying the syrup guns.
1: Yeah capitalism you know you gotta do and
0: so they filled it up warmed up the liquid to get it in there when it was cold and then all of a sudden everything the entire area warmed up the next day making everything much less viscous i just like that there's someone gonna be listening to this podcast who has always been like you know what word i hate it's viscous i cannot stand that word and now it's we've not, said it thirty-five thousand times.
1: times not a bad word
0: oh no i like the word yeah.
1: most problem words moist or soggy they don't bother me. I don't like. It's just a word. It uh, is just a word composed of letters. Get over it. Yeah, you know? it's not actually moist. It's the word moist. Like, I don't mm-hmm. love moist things. Moist uh, towelettes. I mean, they're very f- like. Okay, maybe soggy's the one I'll focus on because there are some moist things. Like, I would define like a good cake as being moist mm-hmm. because I'd rather have that than like a dry cake. Like, yes. Um. That's crackers. Or, yeah. Or. Or a cookie, because uh, crackers uh-huh. are like bread, like stale bread. But yes, um, arbitrary stuff. But yeah, like soggy. Like I hate. I don't love. So, no one loves soggy cereal. If you do, that's kind of kind of weird. No, soggy is a um, negative word. The still the word doesn't. The word itself. Like I'm not gonna say it and be like, ew, I said the word soggy or like someone can say it. I'm not going to be like, ew, don't say that word. It makes me feel weird. Like, I don't know if they necessarily oppose the word but I think it's the
0: feelings that it causes them to feel and images that it conjures in their minds. Now, I'm not someone who has issues with any of those words yeah so i don't actually get it however it's much more it's got to be making a connection somehow for them to where you say the word soggy and they're like oh my gosh someone just dropped that bread in water that's uh, disgusting
1: yeah i don't know like i, I can kind of understand that but still i feel like compose yourself better just deal with that internally don't make it a big deal <laughs> there are more important things to <laughs> to be upset about this is true choice so that's
0: true well that is the story of the great molasses flood of 1919
1: that's wonderful so 101 years ago 25 people is that how many said 25 no 21 people died 21 people died and
0: 150 people were injured And
1: 150 people were injured due to a molasses wave tidal wave yes in boston one of the most popular cities in america and yet i've and i love history and i've never read about this never seen or heard anything about this well if you're a city say
0: boston yeah are you going to widely publicize hey this one time you guys this really weird thing happened bunch of people died also, it was sticky for years.
1: <laughs> I guess not. Still, like, you don't just get to not share and not... Other... Besides, like, okay, it makes sense, kind of, like, it, you know, per your argument, it makes sense Boston not share that. But the rest of the country, I'd think would be like, that's fair game to make fun of Boston for. Uh, like, New
0: York? Like, what are we oh, yeah. up to?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like... Yankees Red Sox rivalry would have I would have if I was a Yankees fan which I'm not. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan which unfortunately, you know, we're not we're not always we haven't really been doing that great for a while but a long off. Yeah. But if I was a Yankee fan, I'd bring molasses to to Red Sox games. <laughs> and, and I'd just leave it on and just the leave it. I Yankee. would I would I would leave their baseball stadium covered in molasses
0: <laughs> that would be the best way right? <laughs> like you don't even say anything no you just you're leave it. you just leave it you just you're leave not it. really making a scene no nope. you're just making as many things uncomfortably sticky as possible yeah
1: All, always i would i would do that every game i would do that every game i and not even not even like the seats like i'd go out to like the the bathrooms and Oh, the just do vendors rails. and yeah, Handrails every, on the stairs. everything. I want your shoes to make that weird sticky noise when you walk <laughs> and something sicky. I, yeah, I would make it just miserable to be a red. It doesn't, Sox doesn't fan. take much. No, <laughs> it take much stickiness before everyone's
0: like, Oh, what have I done? Stop it.
1: Attendance would plummet at, at, at Red Sox games. Oh man. Or Fedway. And, Oh yeah, it. I don't know why this isn't like more widely known. Because <laughs> I would replace the soap dispensers with molasses.
0: <laughs> well, you'd have to heat it up and get it less viscous to get it to come out of the soap dispensers.
1: I'd figure out a way. Maybe, maybe I'd mix it with something to like water it down. Well, but go. still, but still, it'd still be. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, poor Boston. That's That sucks to kind of have on your, rough. on your history record. And what a way to go.
0: Didn't hold them back at all.
1: No, no.
0: I mean, just think, if not for that, we probably would never have had the Wahlbergs.
1: No. And, you know. America's most cherished family. Which most people can only name one, sometimes two, different Wahlbergs, though. So, Is there more than two? I think there's... Three, maybe even four, but I could be wrong. Probably four too many. I think, so there's Mark, because obviously- Everyone knows him. But then I think there's a Don. There's a Donnie. There's a Donnie. It's Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. I love how in every movie Mark Wahlberg's in, whether it says he's from Boston or not. He's He's from Boston. He's from Boston. He doesn't make any sort of effort to not sound like he's from Boston. I've seen movies where he's played Texans, and he's, he, sound, he, he says, He went I'm to from... college in Boston. He's like, I'm from Texas. I'm a Texan. But he doesn't sound anything like a Texan. <laughs> he's not fooling anybody. Good movies. Like, what's that war movie he was in? Lone Survivor, which is a really good movie. And he, he's supposed to be from Texas. He's, he's clearly not. He can't do it. Uh, no, he can't. Well, we, we, you and I were having that conversation earlier this week ago yeah about actors that only play themselves like they don't mm-hmm. do any effort he's on that list and some people you know if if you can make money just doing your do it like but don't don't pretend like you're this awesome god's gift to hollywood actor him and will fair or no will smith i think will Farrell's and- the same well, yeah, but that, like comedians, there's a little, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a little different there because that's the whole point. Like you are funny. You are yourself mm-hmm. funny. And so you can just do that. And the few times when like they're not, like when they do dr- dramatic stuff, like, oh, wow, that was fantastic. And I think, I think, and this is a slightly even more off topic, but I think when a comedian does a dramatic role, we think it's so much better because we're used to only seeing them in comedies, and so to see that they can do anything on the dramatic spectrum, you're like, wow. even if it's not
0: great, you can yes.
1: still... you yeah. can be different. Yeah, and that's not to say like like Robin Williams in in Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. fantastic movie, love that movie. I think he does a great job, and he's not funny at all. He's not trying to be funny at all. Yeah, um, and there's and robin williams did quite a few dramatic stuff yeah he did in his time so maybe he's not the best example but i don't know jim carrey and Mm -hmm. will farrell did some dramatic stuff early on but yeah i mean these actors are just doing themselves the rock is just himself in every movie he's Mm -hmm. in mark Wahlberg, tom cruise after he did mission impossible every film he's in he's just has been basically mission impossible basically he does that weird run in every film yeah have you seen that thing about how his teeth yeah are oh. not straight yeah ever since i've seen, and it drives me nuts or off center um, not yeah no,
0: not straight but off center
1: yeah so his center his his the gap in between his two yeah, large is teeth. like like a good almost quarter inch maybe hat like like to the right from his nose i mean he makes it work like i don't know what happened but yeah he's still this handsome guy but uh, once
0: you see it you never unsee it
1: nope you never do go look at his teeth man actually don't it will wreck you it doesn't make him any less entertaining it's just I know what I'm getting well this was very enlightening thank you yeah you know yeah. I'm just glad we were able to get it and then get out unlike you know the people of Boston the people who died yeah. mm-hmm. also a few horses a few horses <laughs> <laughs> those poor horses
0: this episode is dedicated in memory to the horses who died those horses you gotta
1: i gotta think like if i was there because like if one horse got stuck i don't feel i don't really feel like i sh- i would mention it i'd just be like oh you know a horse got stuck i don't know though but it's 1919 horses are still extremely
0: valuable and they're used for all kinds of things
1: yeah i guess i am not looking at it through the the proper historical lens but even that like if one horse got stuck like still the main thing is you know 21 people die and oh yeah that should
0: be the absolute main part of the story but
1: but for them for there to be enough for them to mention quite a few are like dead flies on sticky paper I would say there was at least twenty, at least the or at least the same amount of horses dead as humans. I'd hope, anyway, for there to be that much horses for them to say like, is this a human or oh, it's just another horse? It's another horse. God, these horses we got? Dang it! Yeah. So many horses. Yeah, like like I mean, they were used for transportation, really. I mean, there was cars mm-hmm. then, but still, like if something like that were to happen now which it never would. But yeah, I, w- I don't, I wouldn't think to mention the amount of cars that I saw stuck. Of course, a car isn't a living being. A uh,
0: car isn't going to be struggling under the weight of molasses as it's slowly losing its ability to live. Yeah. So if you know how many horses died in the great molasses flood, email us at midnight in at gmail.com. Let us know how many horses died. We're actually going to be doing a raffle kind of like count how many jelly beans are in the jar. Whoever gets closest wins this five dollar Chick-fil-A gift card. Oh gosh.
1: <laughs> we wanna we wanna we wanna properly mourn the loss of every individual horse. And it doesn't seem right to just do a lump like some like oh, and this is also for the horses that died. No, we wanna know the exact number, we need to know the name, and we need to know coloring. how old. Uh, yes. The, like, um,
0: coloring marking sort of thing
1: we need to know what its favorite food was was it is it what like more of a carrot horse or more like a hay horse
0: there would be great irony in those who love the sugar cubes
1: yes yes died
0: eating what he loved
1: Mm -hmm. or if they were named sugar you know horses sometimes have Mm -hmm. funny names like hey sugar hooves yeah sugar hooves or there's like the ironic ho- named horses like on, like in the kentucky derby i feel like there's been plenty of horses that have the word molasses in the name <laughs> oh yeah that would suck Mo- molasses killed 20 something horses the other what is he on a rampage no molasses <laughs> molasses literally kid- he was one of the victims molasses was one of the vi- like thank you for telling me the story andy You're very welcome. Yeah.
0: I'm very happy to be able to share it with
1: you and with our six listeners. This was, no, this was a good story. This was wonderful. A nice, a nice way to really kick off like what our normal episode format is going to look like.
0: Yeah. It will be much more similar to this. Yeah. With stories that sometimes are historical in nature, Mm -hmm. other times future as we speculate.
1: Yes. As we speculate. Yeah. Thank you. This was great.
0: No, thank you. Thank you for listening to mm. the words that I
1: vomited from my mouth. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. My ears thank you. So so yeah, this has been episode two of the Midnight Narwhals podcast. Until next time, uh, I am James. I'm Andy, and we're here to bless your ears. Have a good one. Bye.